I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. OTB Nation, welcome in to a very special episode of the allegedly award-nominated, honorably mentioned, and of course now viewable on YouTube, Outside the Box Podcast. It's episode number 220, and we got a little celebrating to do later on in the episode. We got a lot to dive into, uh, which we'll get to a ton of topics on this one. We got some big announcements later on in the show, so you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, just tap out right away. You want to stick around for the entire episode. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you're following us on the socials, Twitter and Instagram, which DJ, we just got a very fun Instagram follow, even though we haven't really been active on there since last uh, PLL season, but it's coming back. Don't worry. Uh, a certain uh, Redwoods assistant coach followed us today. Just saying. Uh, but make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at OTB Laxpod. Follow DJ on Twitter at SCS underscore next great. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Join our Twitter community because that's where everybody's going to get the goodies first before we release it to the public. Uh, and our community is open, so you can just join. Get in that thing. Get the discourse going. Make sure you check out our website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, still means a lot even though we're on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast feeds, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, let us know how you're feeling about your favorite uh, lacrosse teams, whether it's NLL, PLL, college, whatever it may be. We'll read the reviews on the show if you leave them, so leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. You get OTB full video episodes every Friday. Full video episodes. Get to see DJ and I's glimmering faces every single Friday on the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. So go subscribe. Click the thumbs up. The bell icon. Comment. Get the comment section flowing. And uh, be a friend. Tell a friend. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course a little busy business. Shout out to our sponsors who make this show happen. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Guys, it's May 5th right now. We're a month away from the last day of PLL Week 1 happening. Get your Tomahawk Shades so you're styling and profiling all PLL season long. Sunglasses, blue light glasses, and everything in between at TomahawkShades.com. You can use our code USP at checkout for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer, everybody's favorite Philadelphia light lager. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. Gear up this weekend 
for some late night West Coast Wings playoff games with some Kennys. Kenwoodbeer.com. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And our boys over at Bino. DJ, the boards are here. I felt oh, like yeah. Pauly D. The boards are here. Uh, they are here. Excited. Can't wait. All you lax dads, get ready because we're ready to kick some ass and take some names in those tailgates. Go to BinoBoard.com. That's B I N H O B O A R D.com. And use our code BINOUSP for 10% off your order at BINOBoard.com. And I also learned, because we got the black turf board and the limited edition green turf, apparently there's some different consistencies with those that you can do a little bit of different stuff on each board. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, And also the Bino League is coming to the YouTube channel very soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, But BINOUSP at BINOBoard.com for 10% off your order. What's poppin', Coach Deej? We are getting better every day. We got three games next week, all very winnable. We play Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Season's coming to an end, though. We got about two or three weeks left. Um, So I got to start getting that banquet together, figure out some awards for the guys, all that good stuff. Uh, Spring or summer off-season stuff, get that together as well. So uh, we can be more of a team next year. Not more of a team, I should say. They're very close knit and they look out for each other, but more more skilled, more mm-hmm. lacrosse like. We're <clears throat> excuse me, we're playing a lot of almost like elementary soccer where we kind of just follow the ball. So now we just need to understand a defensive package, understand where we go on offense so we can actually play lacrosse. We know how to pass and catch now. We just gotta play lacrosse. So I'm I'm happy where we're going. We love to see it. We love to see it. And you know what else we love to see, Coach Deej? These games from Week 22. It was insane. Uh, lots of fun matchups. To recap the final week of the regular season, uh, we went to overtime and a one-goal game once again with the Philadelphia Wings and Georgia Swarm. But the boy, the champ, the MVP, the best player on the planet, Blaze Reardon, Gets the thing done. He seals the deal and sends my Philadelphia Wings to the postseason. Sends the Georgia Swarm packing. And the Wings win 11-10 in the fifth straight one goal game between these two teams. Uh, Electric, electric game. And the Wings are postseason bound for the first time since returning to the NLL in 2018-2019. Halifax beats Rochester 13-10. Obviously, their postseason spot was already punched. Albany is in the playoffs. They made me look like an absolute bozo this year. They're in the postseason. They win 17-9 over DJ's New York Riptide. Uh, The Toronto Rock, I want to apologize to them for not flipping my pick. Uh, They win 10-7 over the Buffalo Bandits and just made me yearn for one more week and a rematch between those two teams to see who would actually be in first place. Uh, Toronto gets a win, though, 10-7 over Buffalo. Saskatchewan comes through. The Sask Rush fans came for your throat on Twitter, DJ. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, They end the season on a four-game win streak uh, and beat Panther City 13-9. Calgary beats Colorado 14-11. The other game that I said, maybe I'll flip-flop that, uh, and I didn't. And I feel like an absolute bozo for not doing it. 
Uh, and then San Diego squeaks by Vancouver 10-9 to uh, in a much-needed win for them. So I, I, lo- I only lost one game in the standings, so I'm five games back going into the playoffs, but there's plenty of games to go. But, DJ, congratulations. You win the regular season title. I will gladly take that. Thank Congrats. you. Lots of hard work. Uh, I had a couple of weeks where I literally was like, I don't sports bet for this very reason <laughs> because I obviously know nothing about lacrosse. Like, 0 for 4, 0 for 6. Like, oh, my. I think I think I had like one 1 for 6 week or one 1 for 5 week, and I just went, dude. But you also had two 6-0 and o weeks. That also made me feel like a champ. <laughs> I hope someone listened to me this week and made some money because now you owe me. Let me see that. Let me get a 20 up off you real quick. As a whole, though, this season, you and I combined, pretty damn good picking games this year. Pretty damn good. Like, I think we finished close to or above 40 games over 500, which is absurd. Insane. <laughs> Insane. Uh, I don't think anybody else is picking games that well. No, not that I know of. We we just we know ball. We know ball, and I mean, uh, looking at this week, like postseason set. Yeah, the the thing that blew my mind was San Diego came out with some stats and stuff. Somehow Austin Stotts had the most goals this year on their team with thirty seven. Yeah, and missed time. Yeah, quite a bit of it too. I'm like, how did that happen? Like they, they have they have Dan Doby on their team. He He's started a gamer. The, he started the year with like seven goals in a game or something like that. Like what? He's a gamer, man. That's that's, that. that's first guest in OTB history. Austin Stotts for the people at home. That was probably like the one thing that blew my mind this week. Everything was kind of clear cut for me. Didn't expect too much. I did see. The rush fans come for me. I, I just left it where it was because it's always fun when they no, come for you. There's nothing I can really say. Like I, it's yeah. always fun. They they Sask Rush fans on Twitter are the most fun and entertaining fans simply because they care so much about their team, and they were so good for that like period of time where they won three out of four championships, went to four out of four. Um, and and they'll give it to you. They'll make they'll make you feel stupid, um, but it's all in good fun, and it, it's very entertaining. Uh, with them, can, I felt I felt great for them. You know, going out on a four game win streak, some positive vibes for them. Uh, the final standings in the regular season this year, though, the Bandits. We'll start with the East. The Bandits obviously at fourteen and four. The Toronto Rocket thirteen and five. Halifax at eleven and seven. The Philadelphia Wings, Georgia Swarm, and Albany Firewolves all finish 9-9. Nine and nine. Georgia does not qualify for the playoffs, though, due to tiebreakers. Uh, the New York Riptide finish at 6-12, and 12, and the Rochester Nighthawks finish at 4-14, four and 14, and will have the number one pick in the entry draft this coming fall. The West, very, very close. Top three teams all finish 10-8. and eight. The Seals... Roughnecks, Mammoth, and that's the order that they fall in in the West. San Diego wins the West Division. Calgary finishes in second. Colorado finishes third. Saskatchewan finishes 8-10. and 10. Panther City as an expansion team finishing 7-11. And then Vancouver finishes at 6-12. and 12. DJ, I feel like it's only right that we look back all the way back to our preseason predictions 
and see where we had all these teams finishing because it it'll make us feel good but it'll also make us feel real bad about a lot of these um, oh yeah yeah so we'll start with the old school north division where we started that episode the Rochester Nighthawks who finished with four wins this year you and I gave them a little bit more benefit of the doubt I had them predicted to go six and twelve. You had them predicted to go eight and ten, uh, and this obviously was also not us anticipating them trading Sean Evans midseason. Um, but I think there's a foundation there for Rochester. I think they just need some more pieces. I think them losing their their anticipated goalie and Evan Kirk two games into the year played a big part in the way their season went. Not saying Ryan Hartley was bad. Um, but to lose a guy who's a bona fide champion in Evan Kirk is tough. Um, so they go four and 14. So we weren't on point there, but we were very close with Buffalo. <laughs> we both had them going 13 and five. They go 14 and four, um, Toronto DJ, you had them going 10 and eight. I had them going 11 and seven. They finished 13 and five. They finished above expectations. So shout out to the boys up in Toronto Halifax, they fell off hard after the trade deadline, but recovered a little bit. They go eleven and seven. You had them going thirteen and five. I had them going fourteen and four. Maybe next year, boys. Maybe next year. <laughs> uh, DJ, you got to feel real good about this one. Let's go to the East. Your New York Riptide, right on the money, six and twelve. Let's go! No way! That, I had them hey. at seven and eleven, which if they would have won last week, I would have gotten that one. Um, but you had it right on the nose, six and twelve. They might have bumped up a few spots <laughs> because of that. that that's, that's special kind of connection right there. There's no, I don't think I got anyone else right on the spot. I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. The Philadelphia Wings. You had them at twelve and six. I had them at fourteen and four. Thanks, boys. <laughs> They go nine and nine, but they do make the playoffs. I did have them making the playoffs, so that's a good a good sign there. Uh, DJ, the Georgia Swarm, the first team eliminated from your state of the fandom, right on the nose, nine and nine. No way! I'm so good at this. And I had them at ten and eight, so I was right. I was right around yeah. there. Um, that's how we felt about Georgia. We felt they were like a 500 team. Yeah, um, and they turned out to be. Now for the embarrassing one, the Albany Firewolves. I had them at three and fifteen. They finished nine and nine. You had them at five and thirteen. Uh, they flipped us a double bird and said, "Fuck you guys. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go to the offs and and make you look like fools." We were very close again, DJ. Uh, heading to the West, the Calgary Roughnecks. You and I both had them at eleven and seven. They go ten and eight. Mm. So close. Mm. So close. That's tough. Another one. Very, very close. And it could have happened if they beat San Diego last week. The Vancouver Warriors finished 6-12. and 12. You and I both had them at 7-11. and 11. That's so close. <laughs> wow. The Saskatchewan Rush, uh, they underperformed for me. You were very, very close. They finished 8-10. and 10. You had them at 9-9. Nine and nine. I had them at 12-6. and six. Uh, then the Colorado Mammoth, if they would have won last week, I would have had it. I had them at 11 and seven DJ, you were right on the money. 10 and eight. 
This is wild. Uh, the San Diego Seals, if they didn't fall apart down the down the stretch, we might have been very close on this one. You had them at fourteen and four. I had them at thirteen and five. They finished ten and eight. Panther City, they blew everybody away. We both had them at four and fourteen. They finished seven and eleven. So kudos to them. Uh, but I believe that is three teams for you: Colorado, Georgia. Georgia, New York, all on point. Well done, sir. Well done. And to think I knew nothing about NNL, NLL coming into this season. It did that with absolutely that's, that's no. That's cap. <laughs> Is it? Is it? Now we just got to see the award winners. Uh, well, eventually. I'm way, I'm way off on those. Because our, uh, our award winners are... They're not terrible. I might have a few that that get in, at least in on the conversation. We both had Jeff T in the rookie of the year. Okay, he'll probably win. He'll that. probably end up winning it. Um, who ended up leading the league in goals? Let's see, because we do have that. Uh, it was Joe Ristardis. We definitely did not have that. <laughs> uh, nope. We both had league leader in goals, Josh Byrne. Curtis Dixon, Mac O'Keefe for the rookie. Um, and then I had Callum Crawford and Mitch Jones, unfortunately, who got injured. So that kind of put a knife in that one. Um, goalie of the year, we both had Higgy, Warren Hill, Dylan Ward, Nick Rose. And we both had Big Frank in there, but fell apart down the stretch, unfortunately. I don't know who's going to get it. Yeah, I think it's it's either going to be Matt Vince or Nick Rose. To get the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Because Matt Vince finished with the most saves and most wins. Yeah. So he'll probably end up getting it. I can see that. Man. It's going to be interesting to see who, uh, who gets. We did throw TK in Coach of the Year conversations. That's true. So. You did bring him up, so. I doubt he'll get it because it'll probably go to Tavares for Buffalo, but. We digress. I don't uh, know. It's seven, seven and eleven in the, in that Western Conference. Yeah, as an expansion team. Yeah, I don't know if you can quite look that over. Hell of a regular season. Um, it's gonna be one hell of a postseason. But first, DJ, we got to get into your final regular season state of the fandom, and I gotta ask you. Will the postseason affect your fandom? Will any of the postseason results affect how you feel about the teams in the postseason? I think but, there is a chance. Which, for the people at home, the postseason teams include Halifax, Toronto, Colorado, Calgary, Albany, who's already off your list, Buffalo, Philadelphia, San Diego. 
So only but one I, team that that was off your list made made it to the postseason. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was already still in the mix. And I think, I think I want to make a decision by the, like after playoffs. Interesting. I don't think I want to go in the next season without a team. So that pretty much puts a deadline on teams who follow and don't follow. Which is Toronto, Buffalo, and San Diego. They all don't follow the pod. And that is a stipulation, a requirement. Did anybody get eliminated in the final week of the regular season? I think I already eliminated Vegas after we talked about that. I think you said you were waiting for their jerseys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think you said that was like the last thing you wanted to see because the jerseys could win you over a little bit, but you were waiting for the jerseys. Okay. Um, Other than them, I don't think so. I think. So everybody's safe going into the postseason. They're chilling. Postseason's an interesting time, so. It's It's a different animal. I want to see who's got that that postseason. I'm used to. I'm, excuse me. I'm a LeBron fan. You know, we he coasts through the regular season and then he turns it on for the playoffs. I I want to see who's got that notch. Who's, Very who's true. Turning it up a little bit. Just a lot of experience time. in postseason lacrosse in this year's playoffs. So. It's going to be very, very fun to see how it all goes down. And it all starts this weekend, DJ. So uh, I think it's time to feed some ducks and get into our NLL quarterfinals picks of the week. Powered by the homies over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com. Start playing the hottest headlines in sports. Rack up points on your fan profiles. Cash them in for prizes. Playpickup.com. DJ, the NLL quarterfinals, it's a one-and-done situation. So these matchups, it's one game only, win or go home. Uh, And then the following week for the semifinals and the finals are three-game series, best of three, Um, which is brand new because back in 2019, it was all one-and-done until the championship. So the semifinal now is a best of three. I personally like that a lot. Uh, But the quarterfinals, it's one-and-done. Our first matchup, Friday, May 6th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's an Alterna Cup matchup, sort of, kind of. It is the Halifax Thunderbirds going to the first Ontario Center to take on those Toronto Rock. A two-versus-three seed matchup in the East. How do you see this one playing out, DJ? I'm smashing the Rock on this one. I think the Rock got this one, no, no doubt. Uh, it's one the collapse of Halifax post trade has been shocking to watch, and two, just Toronto has been on a roll recently. They're playing well, and like we just said, Nick Rose is arguably goaltender of the year, and then Challen Rogers and etc. In front, no reason to believe uh, they'll slow down now. Plus, when you got captain america up there doing the thing i'm right there with you i'm taking the toronto rock as well they're at home um i think and and it's not like a situation where the face-off matchup's a little different like you have two of the best face-off guys on the planet going against each other so that's going to be a key factor in this game 
But like you said, Halifax, you know, they've been able to beat up on Rochester since the trade deadline, but haven't really shown much else. Uh, so give me Toronto. I think they'll get it done and they'll move on to the semifinals. The next matchup on Friday night is 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. We get playoff teal turf, DJ. Calgary hosting Colorado. A rematch of last week. A West Division showdown. I think Colorado is going into this game with a chip on their shoulder after losing last week. Um, Calgary, obviously the defending champs. They battle their way through this, this regular season to get to the playoffs. They win the Alterna Cup. Now they're back at it to try to defend their championship title. Um, this, I think, is arguably the hardest matchup of the weekend to pick. Um, but something tells me Colorado's going to turn it on and find that switch like they have in the postseason before. And it's the postseason. You guys know how I feel about Colorado in the postseason. Taking the mammoth. It's something about playing a team twice in a row not just in lacrosse in a lot of sports and not just these two teams but just this year in general in the nll we have seen teams play a team turn around and play them the next day and they split over and over calgary just won the last one i'm going to take colorado for that reason the split is often one too many times when teams are playing back to back this is another reason, especially with playoffs on the line. This is another reason why I think with the names that Colorado has, Ryan Lee, Zeddy Ball game, Dylan Ward, those are big names. Those guys step up in big games. Not like Calgary doesn't have the same on the other side, but after you lose and you have a chance to turn around and get that team right back, when it means more, you want to play a little harder. So I'll take Colorado. And for context, uh, earlier in the season, these two teams played twice in February before they played last week. Uh, Colorado won 14-10 to in Denver in the first matchup of the season. And then the following matchup, which was only six days later against Colorado. There's no recap here. Uh, I'll find that later on for you. But it's tough to beat a team three times. I believe Colorado won that other matchup, if I'm not mistaken. But I'm going Colorado, and you said you're going Colorado as well? Yes. So we're on Colorado. the same page so far. The next matchup kicks off the Saturday slate. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Key Bank Center. The death by a thousand cuts defense. Albany Firewolves taking on the Buffalo Bandits. Buffalo looking for some sweet, sweet revenge after losing the championship game in 2019 to Calgary. It is their revenge tour. Teach, how do you see this one going? This one is very tough for me to pick. Um, this, is the, this is probably the second toughest, I would say. With the Wings getting into playoffs for the first time as a reestablished team, San Diego hasn't necessarily looked great. They did get back into the win column after losing, what, six in a row, I think it was. Yep. Um, 
and they only won by one against a Vancouver team that was essentially already out of the playoffs. So it's it's interesting to see them get this matchup with the Wings. And not to cut you off here, Calgary won the second matchup in February 9-7. to So Calgary's up two games to one in the regular season series. Okay. And so that's probably, that's why they had the tiebreaker and got 2-3. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and make CFO Mama Margie very proud of me and pick the wings to win this game. This one's for Albany Buffalo. Oh, wrong team. Sorry. Um, well, now you know my pick for that game. <laughs> Well, just to just to give some context, I'm on the same page. I'm taking the Wings to beat the Seals as well. So we're on the same page there. <laughs> Buffalo all the way. This isn't even a question. We have the same I mean, picks. I don't even I don't even care about the It's the first round. It's yeah. the first round. It's almost chalk, I'd say. Like I said earlier, Colorado Calgary's easily the toughest matchup to pick, in my opinion. For me, it's that wing san diego because san diego has so many big names including Mm -hmm. frank they can all just turn it on and be like it's playoffs i don't care but then you have the wings who are playing so good right now and they're playing that gritty tough lacrosse and beat san diego earlier this season they beat them earlier and it's the first time that they're back and it's kind of like being a team, an expansion team of a team that's already been here before, and you get back to that stage, you feel like you're shouldering all that old weight. You kind of have to, you've now reestablished that tradition. You've set yourself back as the Philadelphia Wings, so now you have to carry yourself that way. So that that's a very tough matchup for me to pick, but I, I like the Wings. Yeah, so we're on the same page. We're both going Toronto, Colorado, Buffalo, Philly. Um, I like it. I feel good about those picks. Um, somehow, some way, I'm sure Calgary and Albany are gonna like flip middle fingers to us or, or make us sweat out these games, and then it'll be you know one in the morning and we'll be like pulling our hair out watching San Diego and Philly. Um, but those are our NLL quarterfinals picks of the week, powered by the homies over at Pickup. What a week! And it's going to be fun for the for the semifinals and, and the finals because it'll be potentially three games each of each matchup, which will be very fun. Um, I think this, this postseason, at least, DJ, we should also include on the picks graphic the playoff Corgi, who the NLL tweeted out there. I think we should be trying to beat the Corgi or be on par with the Corgi um, for everybody out there. The playoff Corgi picked... The Bandits picked Halifax, picked the Wings, and picked Calgary. And then they picked the Bandits to win in the conference finals, and the Wings to win in the conference finals, and then the Bandits to win in the NLL finals, which it bounced off the rim, which hit me right in the the Kawhi Leonard feels, off the Wings into the Bandits' bucket. Um... (laughs) <laughs> was not very uh very kind of the the playoff corgi there um he did that on purpose but i mean if if toronto wins we beat the corgi 
That, that's saying. very true. That's very true. Corgi agrees with, and if Colorado wins. So we have two differing picks from the Corgi, which will be very interesting to see. Because um, a lot of the times the Corgi's right, but we've seen the Corgi miss. Um, so we'll include the Corgi in our playoff uh, graphic this this postseason for the PL, for the NLL. Speaking of the PLL, though, DJ, we got to celebrate. The boy, Drake Porter, signs with cannons. We came ready. We came prepared. Repping, repping for the boy. It's about goddamn time. Cue the LeBron James championship gif video, whatever you want to use. It's about damn time. Drake Porter signs with cannons. The news broke yesterday as we record this on Thursday. And I couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier for our guy. Um, the only player who was in college to appear on this podcast. Um, it, it took way too long for him to get onto a roster. He's too damn talented. He's too damn good. And in a league where you need elite goaltenders, not only as your starter, but as your backup, Drake going into a cannon situation where Nick Morocco's there, they'll be able to compete in training camp. I love this situation for him, and I love that he's going to be able to learn from Coach Quirk. Yeah, I mean, that's if he makes it there. You know, we've already talked about him possibly getting shuffled around. and For, for you know. personal swag reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that if Drake Porter ends up on Chrome at any point, like, they jump in the standings in my, like fandom teams still below redwoods but like they're firmly entrenched like tied for second with chaos wow that's a bold firmly thing. entrenched they, they'd be the all drip team they would have some and especially if they go ahead and draft kobe smith because they need an lsm oh my oh my because i mean they technically do need a backup goalie not saying drake porter would necessarily be backup but he'd compete for the starter in my opinion. he can he can compete for starter with scanoni but mm-hmm. either way having porter or scanoni as a backup is much better than not having a goalie or possibly and that's no slight or- sean either like because you look at redwoods like you have tim Trounder and jack kelly like that's such a great situation to find yourself in. You look at, at chaos with Blaze and Austin caught, and obviously Blaze is you know the best on the planet. But Austin challenges Blaze in practice, helps him get better. Um, that's the type dog. of situation you want. The Water Dogs, Dylan Ward, Matt DeLuca, like and Charlie Cipriano up until this year now. Um, and that's obviously, the, and obviously yeah. Archers, Archers. I mean Atlas as well because I mean Jack and Cannon had. Was playing, was doing great, was a starter for a while, got hurt, and then it was in a battle and lost it to J.D. Colarusso. So, obviously, he was in the background before. They wouldn't have even thought it was a scenario to put them in a battle. They would have just put Jack right back in as a starter. I mean, we've seen that at all kinds of levels. Look at whips in the postseason this year. Yeah, yeah. They Burnlord gets the yips, and, and Brian Phipps comes in, and it's just, like, unbelievable. Yeah, having a backup goalie is very important because, I mean, I've stressed – that even if they don't play, like an Austin Cott scenario, he's arguably the most important player on the bench as a hype man, as a guy who can see things that other guys aren't going to see. He's going to communicate. They're very important to have. 100%. And even if, like, I hope Drake stays with Cannons too because it's just going to be an opportunity for him to learn from so many talented guys, get to see a lot of talented guys in practice. Um 
I think this is such a good situation for him to uh, kick off his his pro career. Couldn't be happier for the boy um, as he now begins his, his pro career with cannons. Uh, run us the Drake Porter 33 jerseys. Let's go. Um, shout out to the boy. Let's, let's fucking go, baby. Um, and to celebrate, we tweeted the, the teaser video. We've been dreading this for quite some time. And with it being Cinco de Mayo as we record this, a little heat and citrus is about to go down our gullets because it is time for Mountain Dew tickle your innards cause it is a bang in every bottle. <laughs> Yahoo! Mountain Dew! It's the flaming hot Drake Porter Duke review. We got him. It's here. It's terrifying. I watched multiple reviews of this drink online before we did this. You wild, because I wasn't doing none of that. People said it tasted, it had like an orange taste to it, which I know isn't your prime. Well, suspect I'm, I'm cool with orange if it's not too orangey you know it can't taste like a pure or like i just bit into yeah an orange they also said the the hot it hits the back of your throat <laughs> i'm about to die <laughs> we're not gonna survive this <laughs> i've been yelling all day uh, like first off i wake up and go talking to a microphone for hours yep Leave there and go yell at kids on a lacrosse field for hours. And then Thursdays, I come here and talk into this microphone for hours. And then you want me to burn my throat uh, with this drink? My diet doctor, Kelp. <laughs> I wish it was a diet doctor, Kelp. Not for real. I don't even know what diet doctor, Kelp tastes like, and I'd rather have it. I will say, the mascot is dope. Yeah, it's, it's literally like the... A rendition of the Flaming Hot mascot. Do you remember uh, that skate company, World Industries? Where yes. it was the fire and the water drought guy? He kind of reminds me of the fire. There's literally a caution label on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Flaming Hot taste. Oh my god. It's kind of dope how they have the flames coming out of the line. I like yes, that. I like that a lot. All the nutrition facts. Nutrition facts. <laughs> All the nutrition facts are yellow. God. The fire guy has a match in his hand. Yeah. We're going to die. <laughs> He's got a yellow glove. He's got yellow gloves on. And they have rips in, oh <laughs> on the God. top of the palm and on all the fingers. I doubt he has inside palm. Hey, this dude is the dude you walk to in the summer and he's got the cutout palms and his lacrosse gloves. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a grip thing, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm terrified. So, for the people at home, we've done five do reviews so far. This will be number six. Very fitting. And it's number six. You know, Satan, hell, 
fire. Um, number one was Mountain Dew Spark, the Raspberry Lemonade, which is still the number one on our uh, ranking at an 8.9. Nothing has cracked uh, a nine on the overall score yet. Um, we've had two personal, from me, nines on the scale, but Livewire is our lowest with a seven overall. Major Melon is the third highest with an 8.7 overall. Maui Burst, the pineapple flavor, is a 7.6. And then our most recent is the Frostbite in the can. Got to preface that because that does make a difference. Came in at an 8.8. So it is now time for Flamin' Hot. The most dreaded. Here we go. And I'm mad because I had to go even to that even that sounded sinister. Yeah, and I'm mad because I had to go. Oh to my god, I can this. smell it already. I had to go to more than one store to get this. The, the, I used the Dew locator on purpose, Mountain Dew, so that when I go to a store, it actually has this Mountain Dew. They didn't even had, smell it. They didn't even have the label in the cooler for this Mountain Dew, so I know they ain't even getting no shipment of it. Stop Sm- doing that. Smell this. It smells terrifying. <laughs> it smells like... It smells like something that I can't put by. It smells like you took <laughs> some Tabasco and put it on a line. <laughs> oh my god. Here we go. Cheers, brother. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to Drake Porter signing with cannons. Drake Porter's a cannon. Happy single de Mayo. There's the hot. <laughs> that hot is stupid. Like, I don't even deserve to be there. The orange taste wasn't even bad. But, like, the hot is just like, ugh. Whew. does have like an orange like an orangey lime taste to it but then that that hot like <laughs> it's so dumb <laughs> and it, it hits just, the back of your throat and it just like settles there yeah like it does not move <laughs> god damn i can't believe we did this bro this was so dumb oh <laughs> we really shouldn't have done this it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. No, but it's it's but bad. it's people, like one of those why. Don't people don't 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 do this. Please don't do this. There's no reason to drink this. I just lost. I don't even bag. know what this would pair with. Nothing. Tacos. Nothing. Nothing. It kind of tastes nothing. like just like live wire with heat. Buffalo kick. <laughs> It's just don't drink this. It doesn't pair with anything. Don't try it. Not not worth your money. I'm gonna pour this down the drain. I'm gonna make CFO Margie try it. That's awful. I'm about to see what she thinks. I'm about to DM her on Twitter and say don't do it. You should get your mom to try it too. 
<laughs> no, no, no. She gonna be like, shook him. Yeah, she gonna shook him right across my face. <laughs> oh, Awful this, idea. This is. <laughs> and then, like, when you stop drinking it, it. Awful in your mouth. <laughs> I need a chaser. Ugh. God, that's terrible. Not a sponsor, but oh my god. That yeah, no. Don't ever no. shout out. <laughs> Man, it's pulled out the cheeses. Man. Yeah. Mountain no, Dew, that might be your worst idea ever. No is. apologies, but good grief. Oh yeah, that's definitely their worst idea ever. And I can't believe people were vouching saying this tasted good. It tastes terrible. Awful. One um, of the worst things I've ever had in my life. I mean, I've had chitterlings. God, yeah. that is terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we really even got to rank this? I yeah, think, we do. I think we know where this go. I'll let you give your score first. This is a solid, solid one. Do not recommend. It's a flat one? <laughs> do not recommend. Because I already didn't like the live wire, which is what it tastes like. And then you add that yeah. awful heat element, and I just can't. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, if if we're making one the lowest we can go on our scale, it's a, it's a one. And I typically don't give round number scores, but it's a one. It's terrible. Not worth it, like DJ said. Don't even worry about trying it. We just did it for you. We're here for the people. And uh, I can't even think straight. Worst score <laughs> day. Flaming hot. Two. Easily the one. Worst. It's like sitting in my throat. I don't think anything's going to get worse than that, for real. I feel like I need to, like, brush my teeth. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, my God. But I'm scared that might make it worse. Yeah. That was horrid. Awful. Lived Never. up to the bad expectation. It, oh, yes. The worst that of the we worst. had. Worst of the worst. Which, to be fair, this kind of has me, like, feeling okay about the gingerbread one. Yeah. Because, like... It can't. Be it can't get worse that, than right? that. It cannot be worse than that. It literally can't be worse than that, right? That's terrible. There's no way we're gonna give something to zero, right? There's no shot. I that's one's got to be the lowest. Got to be right. Unless I can't even like formulate words. Unless something actually is worse than that, and it's not even that it's like that hot. It's just like one of those like instant like kicks you in your uvula. I mean, it's just not a pleasant, pleasant no. taste. That's, That's bad. Whoever thought of that, come on the pot. 
Yeah, so I, I want to speak to whoever said, "Oh yeah, let's do this." I got lots of questions for you. Oh my god, the thing that I did though, I didn't watch what people said after they drank it in their reviews. I just watched them drink it. Man. Oh man, that is Ugh. funny. This I would I wouldn't watch nobody drink anything. Wasn't watching nobody. Nope. Talk about it, none of that because I was just gonna get in my head. This is I, terrible. I wouldn't even think. I literally almost forgot. If you wouldn't have texted me and said "Happy Flaming Hot Day," I would. Uh, I would have came home without one. I promise you. I wish we did. <laughs> I mean, it, that was on you. You, yeah. You woke up all happy go lucky, flaming hot day. No, not happy go lucky. It was like happy flaming hot day. <laughs> it just doesn't come through that way on text. <laughs> but hey. I went and got it. It is done. Oh my god! So there it is. Flaming hot comes in at a ice cold one point zero. I'm gonna tell my sister just some like strawberry lemonade pop. (laughs) You should, and then record it. (laughs) Oh, what is this? My nose is running. (laughs) This is not cool. Why does pop taste spicy? That, that is for the people at home, for the, the soda makers at home. Spice does not go with this at all. I know no matter what be, your drink is. I know y'all folks be calling doc, Dr. Pepper spicy, but this no. is spicy. Dr. Pepper is uh, nectar from the gods. They, they be calling Dr. Pepper spicy barbecue sauce. <laughs> they need to grow up. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Yeah. Oh. Spicy barbecue. <laughs> to be fair, OG puts some Dr. Pepper in the barbecue sauce on a grill in the summer, and that shit <laughs> slaps. That's not fair. That's not helping the case. It adds a 25th flavor. That is not helping your case, sir. It smacks, bro. Let me that tell just, you. Let me friendly. tell you. That's furthermore proves <laughs> that Dr. Pepper is This is terrible. Shout out to Drake. Mountain Dew sponsor us after this. God damn it. 1.0 on Flamin' Hot. Let's get into what the people want, DJ. The OTB Mock Draft presented by the homies over at Bino. Go to BinoBoard.com. Use our code BinoUSP to get 10% off your Bino Board, your Bino Board accessories, your merch, all that good stuff at BinoBoard.com. The draft is Tuesday night. We'll have a big announcement later on in the show. Um, but we're going to get into, we're going to do a mock draft, potentially the first two rounds. See where things are after two rounds. Where DJ and I are feeling, it maybe go the rest of the way. But uh, DJ, let's get into the first round of the PLL draft from our perspective. Now, mind you, this is our perspective. This is how we're feeling, how we think the draft could go. Um, And this is our predictions, and we'll keep a tally of it. DJ, I'll let you draft your first round first. So the order is Chrome. Atlas, Redwoods, Archers, Atlas, Chaos, Whipsnakes, Chaos. Now, I think we should should approach this without involving trades, just to 
keep it simple for ourselves. Um, but I will pull up um, the draft board from Kark as well. Just so I have it, because that's how I assess the draft. <laughs> is from Kark and YouTube. Um, so, DJ, your first overall pick in the 2022 PLL College Draft, Chrome Lacrosse Club Select. You know, I talked a lot about them possibly taking a midfielder because I wasn't expecting Jordan Wolf to just pop up and retire. With that change, I think I'm going to go with what everybody else believes to be solidified first pick and go with Chris Gray. Um, and I think they rotate Jackson Murill to that hybrid attack midfield role. And uh, we'll see their offense take a little bit of a change. And uh, interested to see how that works out, especially um, with them drafting him first, how they decide to do some other dra- uh, how they decide to use their other draft picks. I agree with you there. I think Chris Gray is kind of locked in as that number one pick, and he'll have an advantage because it doesn't seem like North Carolina is going to the the tournament. So he'll get to Albany a little bit earlier. Um, For the 2022 PLL College Draft with the second pick, Atlas Lacrosse Club Select. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it always goes. like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. It's hard to say who they're going to select because they don't really need anything per se. But I'm also going to go with another popular pick and say Matt Moore. Um, He's just too good. And, I mean, their offense could always use help. And he could possibly be a two-way midi or one of those hybrid attack midfield roles, which is kind of what he's been playing this year. Already at Virginia, he's been playing. Excuse me, he's been playing a lot from up top instead of down low, and and taking a lot of dodges from there and facilitating the offense from there. So, mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised to see him do the same thing with the Atlas. With the third pick in the twenty twenty two PLL College Draft, Redwoods Lacrosse Club select. 
the only pick I'm absolutely 100% confident on will 1,000% be drafted because it's the only pick that makes sense. It's the only team for him to actually go to. If any team were to trade up and take this kid, I would lo- I'd literally blow my gasket on our possible thing Event. We're, we're talking about later. Yeah, he knows. Um, yeah, I will literally blow a gasket there. So just to give you an FYI and heads up on that, Arden Cohen is going to be a Redwood. Yes. 1,000%. I don't think there's much to be said about that. He goes to Notre Dame. He plays defense. I think there's only one place for him to go. Case closed. With the fourth overall pick in the 2022 PLL College Draft, Archers Lacrosse Club select. Oh, I really hate to say this because I hate <laughs> this school so much. Everything about their colors, the place they are, the things they say. But our Sari is an unbelievable faceoff man and will be drafted as the fourth overall by our Wow. That early. What else do they really need? Fair. That was really what took them out of the race last year. Stephen Kelly started struggling at the faceoff stripe, and their offense saw a huge decline, which affected their defense because they were playing a lot more defense. They go hand in hand. If you're not getting the ball, your offense suffers, which makes your defense suffer because they're playing more and seeing more shots. Got to get the ball, and especially when you have such a powerful offense like the Archers, which I'm not even going to rattle the names because we could go on and on. The offense is way too good to not have the ball. You got to go strong. They'll get you a faceoff, guys, so you can get back. Because they are they still made the playoffs, but get back in the playoffs and, and win a game and possibly get into a championship game for once because they haven't done that yet. Just because they can't keep the ball in their sticks because they don't have a reliable faceoff man. Our series young. Do you mean Anasio? Yes, I'm sorry, Anasio. And he's young. He's very good at SNG. He can score. He has pretty decent stick skills. So why not go? And he can stay on and play D. He's one of those new age elusive faceoff men that you want not only in the PLL but we may be able to see him stretch over in the NLL as well. With the fifth overall pick in the PLL College Draft for 2022, Atlas Lacrosse Club back on the clock, and they select Kobe Smith. LSM is another big thing they have to address. Um, and I think he's the best LSM in in the draft. Um He's got the swag. He's got the offensive capabilities. He's amazing on the faceoff wing. He plays good defense. Can't go wrong there, in my opinion. And he's got the swag. He's got the swag factor. With the sixth overall pick in the 2022 PLL College Draft, the world champion Chaos Lacrosse Club select. I will say I was kind of surprised with Kark's mock draft pick here. Uh, I don't have his name off the top of my head, but looking at Kark's board, the first Georgetown defender available is going to chaos because they have to replace Johnny Serdic. They're not going to go to the Army guy, sadly, who I think is better, but Johnny Serdic coming from Army and having to go and fulfill Army duties, I don't think they're going to go back to that for their defense. The Georgetown guy is next up. He's phenomenal as well. That Georgetown defense might be the best unit defense available in the NCAA right now. 
sort of pick any one of those guys, you're not really going wrong. What's his um, name, by the way? I'm looking that up right now because that's not who Kark has them taking. Uh, he has them actually going Brett Kennedy from Syracuse. Which isn't a bad pick either. It's a defenseman still, which is what they need. They need a cover defenseman with Sertic gone. <clears throat> but I just think that Georgetown defense is better overall. Like I said, I think they're the best defensive unit in the NCAA. The three of them is close defensemen, very interchangeable. They can all play in whatever spot they are, and they do well. And I shout out to none other than the guy, Jack Rowlett. Maybe that's the reason why. Curdy's doing a little bit of coaching down there. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Just, just a little bit. Um, I'm going to pull up his big board here. Just a moment to pull up the Georgetown defenders. Um, so this is from March 2nd, his big board. Um, the first Georgetown defender on here actually was not on here. Um, interesting. Totally not finding his mock draft or his big board 2.0. Here we go. Big board 2.0. Um, Yeah, his Oh, so his first uh Georgetown defender's Gibson Smith, which is 17 on his big board, which from his most recent one, which was tweeted by somebody on April 9th. So is that who we're going to slide in there? I think you're muted. Yeah, that's what I'm going with Gibson Smith and and it's it's a big jump, but I think it's more of that Jack being there, coaching him up, knowing what it's like to play at the next level. And it wouldn't be the first time a player's vouched for another player and it's worked out. I mean, Josh and Chase yep. kind of led to a championship. So a little bit. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised to see um, AT kind of ask, you know, Jack or even some of these other players he knows in the league about players that they're coaching because he knows – that they're coaching him up to come to the next level with the PLO growing the way it is. With the seventh pick in the 2022 PLO College Draft, Whip Snakes Lacrosse Club select. This might be one of the few picks I agree with Kark. No, I'm going to go Logan. Um, I think that's something that they can really benefit from is another Dodger, another scorer, someone who's played in Maryland can fit right into that offensive scheme they run with. And he's and like I said, he's going to fit right in and slide right in uh, alongside Justin Gutterding and the rest of them. And with the final pick in the first round, Chaos Lacrosse Club back on the clock, they select. It's – I'm going to say this because, like we mentioned – uh, we're not going to go trades, but I think one of these picks they have in the first round will be traded away eventually, and the team that they trade for will need this position. Roman Puglisi will go in the first round, either six or eight, depending on where that team trades for to go and get him. But 
there is a team that needs a short stick defenseman. The pretty much top short stick defenseman in the country is at Maryland wearing number eight, Roman Puglisi. And that is who Kark actually has going to chaos with pick number eight. <clears throat> so, differing picks for DJ from Kark in this one. The biggest uh, omission, I guess you could call it, is that Brendan right. Nykturn does not go in your first round. And I think, and I think that's just also a matter of, I didn't bring it up, but the Atlas second pick, I think will also get traded away to someone and they'll end up picking Brendan Nick turn because they mm -hmm. need that dodging threat up top at midfield. So do you want to go your round two or should I go my round one? You can go ahead, go round one. All right. I'll give my round one Chrome. I'm very much on the same page. I think Chris Gray is just about everything but locked in at pick number one. I think uh, Sudo really likes him. I think he's going to fit well for that team, and I think he's going to use him in a lot of ways that we're not anticipating. Um, so I'm going to go Chris Gray. I'm going to go Matt Moore, number two. Redwoods, obviously, I tweeted this a month ago. Arden Cohen will be looking fine in Redwoods green. Archers, I have a different pick here. I think they're going to be able to wait to get Inacio simply because the way that Cannons have addressed the face-off position with veterans this offseason, um, I don't think they're necessarily going to be going after one with one of their two picks. I think they have a lot more holes on their roster. Um, so I think Archers can wait later in the draft to get Inacio. Um, so I'm also going to switch some things up. I think that the Archers... Before you go too far, don't forget, Chrome has Connor Farrell, but the year he had last year was tough. So he did, made... he, and he did sign an extension this offseason, so he is back. Um, but they still may be looking for a guy to switch up pace or, or to be a backup and possibly take over eventually. So just this to, might sound just to crazy. throw that out for later round and think about. This might sound crazy for this pick here. But I believe in this guy. He's one. Of, he's one of my guys. I know who you're gonna say. I don't think you do. Who do you? Who do you think I'm going to say is gonna go number four overall to Archers? It's a guy that wears number thirty-two at a purple and black school. No. Okay. I'm actually going with a guy who's gonna be wearing purple and black in the NLL next year. Jonathan Donville. I think Donville in that Archers system running a potential two-man game with Ryan Ambler in that midfield could be lethal. He's He does so many different things than Ryan Ambler does, and he brings such a different element to what Archer's game plan could be from the midfield. I think that could be a sneaky pick for, for Coach Bates at number four to take Donville. I don't know who that was. <laughs> Wait, did you miss my pick? I heard your pick. Okay. I don't hate that pick either because that could be a speed lineup if you throw Joey Sankey out there with those two as well. That's well I a think lot he's of... in the player pool. Ooh, they should pick. Mm, they should bring him back. I but... mean, or <laughs> I mean, Connor Fields isn't slow. Yeah, like I mean... Connor Fields and and Donville together <laughs> would be fucking awesome. Ambler, 
and yeah. Donville together would be awesome. Do they still have Christian Mazzone? He is with the Water Dogs. Okay, and I mean, I, let's I, be honest. Donville and Schreiber is not awful. Hello. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate that pick at all. I also don't hate Kark's pick for his mock with Brett and Nick Turn going mm-hmm. either. Number five, Atlas. This is the toughest pick, in my opinion, just to kind of like gauge. Because you, like you said, early, Atlas doesn't really need much. Like their biggest need is defense because they don't have any defensive depth. Um, and they're not getting Arden Cohen. Sorry. Um, let's see. This is tough. I I'm gonna go crazy here. I'm gonna go a little little off board. I'm gonna say that they take Marcus Hudgens from Army because he's not a he's obviously Army. You don't really, I don't really know his military obligations or anything. Uh, he was 13th on Kark's big board back in April. He's a guy that if he's not able to play, it doesn't kill you because you have your three guys there with Cade, with Tucker, and I'm totally blanking on who their other defenseman is. Um, so Rex Road. Rex Road. Um, so it doesn't kill you. Like he's he's the perfect guy to be a a young depth defenseman. Learn from those three guys. And then, you know, Tucker's like the oldest of those three. When he eventually retires, you could have Marcus Hudgens having learned under him, ready to step in as long as his military obligations afford him that opportunity. So I think it'll be an off-the-wall pick there because Arden Cohen goes off, and that's really the position of need, I would say, that Atlas has. So I'm going to go Marcus Hudgens at number five overall. kind of hate my Kobe Smith there pick because – I don't mind Brent Kennedy going there and sitting behind Tucker Durkin either. I don't hate that either. Just in case a guy gets hurt or they can run Brett Kennedy at LSM for a little bit, like we've seen uh, the Whip Sinks do with Colin Squires just to get him reps and he doesn't just sit. So, like, there's some some things they can do with Brett Kennedy in an in a Atlas uniform. So. Chaos at number six I think is also very tough because you don't really know – too much about what they need um uh yeah you do they need de- defense that's it they gotta yeah. they gotta replace johnny Serdic. they're and yeah. they're gonna address it in the draft they will um but with two picks right now in the, in the first round it's like okay what do you where do you want to go because you don't really see whip snakes for lack of a better term snaking them for one of their picks um so that's why i think it's tough where we're working with we're not going trades um but I'll agree with you. I think Gibson Smith is going to be uh, a member of Chaos with the Jack Rowlett connection. Um, I think it's just a perfect fit for them defensively to go in there with Jack and Jared uh, to play in front of Blaze. So I'm going to go Gibson Smith, number six. Whip Snakes at number seven. <sighs> they always take the Maryland guys. It's just what it's what it's what they do. It's what Stags does. So I'm going to go Logan. Um, I'm going to hate it because I love Logan. I think he's a fantastic player. and I'm going to hate rooting against him as a Redwoods fan. Um, but I think he's he's going to be – it pains me to say this. Logan Wisnowskis could end up being the best player in this draft. He's that talented, and if he – Meshes in with those those former Maryland guys playing in a, a hybrid Maryland offense with Zed Williams uh, in the mix as well. 
he could end up being the steal of the first round. I could say steal the first round because what I will say is it's going to be hard for me to say that if Kobe Smith ends up going to Crow because he will slide into the perfect scenario where he's coming with a building, quote-unquote, building defense, but a defense that's finally fully healthy and can get that together and it will be the main LSM. That team's going to be swaggy. You're going to hate me. I have Kobe Smith going eighth chaos. I mean, that's fine. They're not going to pick him. That I mean, Troy, that Troy I, I don't put anything down. past Andy Towers <laughs> simply because he's a guy that operates off of depth and changes his lineup every fucking week, which I don't hate. Like, play the game, play the chess match. Kobe Smith with chaos would be absurd. Absurd. Three very quality LSMs who can play offensively. Like, that's pretty scary. That's pretty scary. And, like, he does so many different things than what Troy Ray does that it just makes him a versatile chess piece on Andy Towers' hybrid Canadian board of of lacrosse. So I I literally see their LSM room and what the LSM room has evolved into. went from CJ Cosby was pretty, like, OG LSM legit can shoot on the you know get it out in the run can shoot but really it's just about solid defense picking up ground balls troy ray who's in that middle stage can do a little bit of everything then you got kobe smith who's just like i don't know just a literal athlete great defense amazing on ground balls and can play offense like he has a short stick crazy and i mean looking at their roster right now listed as lsms it's cj costable who not that he's old, but he's 32, oldest in the room. Uh, they have the boy, the champ, Ian McKay, listed at LSM, but he's kind of a Swiss Army knife, does it all. Uh, Matt Reese as well. I don't know what his military obligations are this summer um, with the Navy, but uh, he's listed there as well. And then obviously Troy Wright. But if you can get a blue chip player like Kobe Smith, I, I don't see. We've seen Andy Towers take gambles before. He's taking Jeff Teat when he was an unknown if he was going to play. He's taking Jared Bernhardt, uh, which shout out to Jared getting picked up by the Falcons. Still wearing red and black, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to go Kobe Smith. I know it probably won't happen, but it's uh, it's one of those things where it wouldn't shock me if it does. Deej, let's get your second round cooking, uh, which the second round looks like this. Chrome have the first pick. Cannons have the second pick. Atlas have the third pick. Archers have the fourth pick. Atlas have the fifth pick. Water Dogs have their first pick at pick six. Whip Snakes pick seventh and Chaos pick eighth. Who picks first? Uh, Chrome back on the board. I will say Nakai Montgomery. I think they go back to offensive board, get another dodging midfielder. Um, to help out up there. 
Because, like I said, if they don't go with Chris Gray in the first round, they could probably go Matt Moore, who plays up top and has that dodging midfield. So just address that in the second and do it with Nakai, who's probably the best dodging midfielder in the country. But they definitely have options there between Brendan Nickturn, who I didn't bring up in the first round, and also Asher Nolting, who I didn't bring up in the first round either. Mm-hmm. Lot of lot of options there. Uh, Cannons now on the board for the very first time. I think they will go Asher Nolting. And they'll continue to hit on that offensive side of the ball and try and get that coming around with Paul Rabel leaving and uh, figure out where their identity will be on the offense and build around that attack unit they have. Asher Nolting will be a great guy to dodge from up top. Then uh, the Bulls, Atlas, back on the board at pick number three in the second round. Sheesh. They have so Uh, many picks early on. Yeah, like... uh, And to remind everybody, this is us doing this without trades. Brett Kennedy. I think they go ahead and go defense again. And and I didn't have them picking like a legit defenseman. I had them Kobe Smith on their second. So I think they'll go ahead, get some defense, get some depth, have a guy to load in after Tucker Durkin and, and learn up and be there as an option if someone gets hurt. But Brett Kennedy is a nice option for them regardless where they get him. Archer's back on the board with pick number four. I like Brendan Nick Turn going to the Archer's. Man, that would be a steal for them. Especially if it happens in the second round. Because, like like I said, he can play that hybrid role up top. And I think you roll him out in your second midfield unit because then you can have him kind of shadowing Tom Schreiber and playing exactly like him because they have the same build and his stick skills are not too far behind Tom's. Uh, So then Atlas back on the board. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of anyone that's a good idea to pick for them. They don't really need too much. We'll go Hudgens as well. Like I said, they'll probably, if they do use their picks, it'll be for some. D- some defense because they don't really need offense. Their offense was fantastic. They had mm-hmm. arguably the best face-off guy in the world, um, and their wing play wasn't bad. I mean, they could pick up an LSM, and I brought up Kobe Smith. There aren't too many LSMs in the draft to go for. So, uh, yeah, that's that's probably what I'd say is Hudgens, and they'll go deep on defense in this draft. Bing bong, them dogs in your front yard. The Water Dogs on the board for the first time. Homeboy, you picked to go early in the first round that most people probably don't have going. I'm at Donville going to the Water Dogs. That's why I didn't have him going. I think the Water Dogs is the perfect spot for him. Um, we, that would be a steal and a half. Oh, a steal Whew. and a half. Reed Bowering, Zach Courier, the offense, you know, everything else they have going on offensively. Then you slide a guy with the the skill set and the speed of Jonathan Donville into that. He's Canadian as well. Great place for him. Uh, Whip Snakes back on the board. Uh, 
This is tough. Because I'm trying to think of where they could really... Maybe they go out and pick up Anasia just to have someone behind. Well, you had uh, Archers taking Anasio in the first round. But, um, who's the other one I brought up? Sorry. Uh, <coughs> Arseri. There's a different Arseri this year? I believe so. Because all I can think of is Gerard, who's backing up Trevor. I could be wrong, though. Everybody knows I don't pay attention to college. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who the kid at Georgetown is right now. I probably I probably sound about just as dumb as you do. Let's see. James Riley. Yeah, but he's awful. <laughs> not not necessarily awful, but And then there's he's Carson not... Milburn. Yeah, no, neither one of them is gonna get drafted. I was <clears throat> probably thinking of Gerald Arceri, which is also very bad. Um I really don't know. Ooh, this one might blow some people's minds. Not on anyone's big board at all, but could be an extremely sneaky pick. Josh Sawada out of Michigan. He's the kind of guy that's just suave on offense, has a very good stick, very sneaky, very good place for him to be uh, with the whip snakes because he can just move off ball. He's had so much emphasis on him and he's had to do so much as the primary ball handler with Michigan, it'll be nice to see him step into the PLL and just move off ball and shoot, catch and shoot because he finally can. Uh, and then the final pick of the second round is chaos back on the board. Also will probably blow people's mind. One of these two picks will not happen because no way is two Michigan players going back to back. <laughs> but I do think someone from up North is going to get picked in the second round. I think you know where I'm going with this pick. Yes, I do. His first name starts with an N, last name starts with an R. He will be reunited with his brother wearing a Chaos jersey. Nick Rowlett, number 37 out of Michigan, is a face-off man. I don't hate it. No, don't I mean, hate it. Not, not that they need one because Max Adler was great last year, but he'll be a nice backup. And I mean, who will battle Tommy Kelly in, in training camp. Exactly. And who doesn't want to play? with their brother at the next level. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Uh, so I am back. Chrome with the first pick in my draft. They are going to, to take the swag lord, Nakai Montgomery, as well, uh, to just solidify them as the All-Stees team with Nakai, with JT Giles Harris, with Colin Heacock, uh, and with my boy, my boy, y'all already know. The real ones know. If you know, leave it in the YouTube comment section. Uh, cannons might blow your minds here a little bit. I'm not going to go Asher here. I'm going to go Jack Hanna from Denver as my pick for that's, Cannons. 
that's not even a mind blower. That's actually pretty legit. I that's I and I'm kind of upset I didn't <laughs> say him for probably Atlas or Whip Snakes. Jack Jack Hanna on Whip Snakes is also not a bad pick. Yeah. Uh Atlas, I'm gonna agree with you. I think Brett Kennedy um goes here in the second round. Archers, here's the interesting one. Uh, actually, it's not because I don't have him going there yet. I'm going to go Justin Inacio here in the second round um, for Archers because, like I said earlier, I think they could wait and they'll get their guy in the second round after getting a blue chip player in Jonathan Donville. Atlas back on the board. I think this is where Asher is going to go. It pains me. To see him switching out of that swaggy purple into Atlas Blue. But I think he's a, a really good fit there for Atlas. And just continuing to get young blue chip guys up top um, for Rubio's just like maniacal lineups that he runs. Um, I think he can be moved into the midfield. I think he can play attack. And I think he's versatile. And, you know. Rubior is all about going after just blue chip guys and, and getting as much talent onto that roster right now and making it his own. Um, so I'm going to go Asher Nolting for Atlas. Water Dogs. Maybe we'll get those OTB brainchild jerseys and it'll still wear purple. That would be Fuego. Um, Water Dogs is interesting, especially now that Ben Reeves is not playing this year. Um,. I'm going to go a little crazy, and I think they're going to go back to the Ivy League, and they're going to wake up Sea Breezy and take Chris Brown from Princeton. Really? Go That's a little crazy. That's an interesting pick. Go a little crazy. Um, I think it's one of those things where, like, unless they trade into the first round and get a quote-unquote guy... They're just going to try and, and get somebody that compliments Ryan Brown well and that they can get young pieces because, you know, you never know if Ben Reeves is going to come back. You don't know that. Um, and just get more young guys, Michael Sowers, Ryan Brown, Kieran McArdle, and then you add Chris Brown to the mix. Whip Snakes. Man, oh, man. Whip Snakes is an interesting case. Because they're so, like, tactical with who they like to take. Um, I'm going to go a little wild here. I'm going to make this pick with the intentions that this guy gets traded. They are going to take Brennan Krebs, goalie, Manhattan, take him off the board, and dangle him. To somebody that potentially needs a goalie. Um, we've seen this in the past. We saw Dylan Ward sit behind Blaze for a year and then boom, traded. I think they're going to take one of the young goalies and, and make Chrome. Potentially take a guy that Whip Snakes wants. And then they swap those players. Um, and then my final pick for Chaos. Who boy. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. This is this is of the same ilk. KS is going to make this pick with the intentions of trading this guy because I just realized I didn't take him yet off my board. Brendan Nickturn. He's going to end up getting traded somewhere else. And uh, Andy Towers is going to reap the benefits of more draft picks down the line. So there's our, our two-round mock for the people. Um, we... Uh, We'll have a special announcement on the Twitter machine. We'll save it for the Twitter. Actually, no. We'll announce it right now. We're doing a draft stream. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. We're working on some other logistics, but just know we're going to be live. Twitter, we're going to be live. Facebook, and we'll let you know if we're live anywhere else. But we're going to be live for the draft in its entirety. Going to be very fun. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to this draft more than I was the NFL draft. Um, so Tuesday night. Come chill with us. It'll be like a companion stream for the draft. Um, hang out with with KB and Deej watching the PLL draft. DJ, should we do our, our top five? Well, I was prepped to do it. To round it out. So the I very first YouTube top five, the Colin Squires top five, the rope hats dropped. And you already know DJ and I love some swag. Uh, so we're going to do our top five PLL rope hats, the Colin Squires top five. Um, I forget who went first with her. It's been a while since we've done a top five. I mean, I don't care who goes first. But I'll, I, I'll give you the honors. Kick think, it off for the people. I think we should preface that we'll leave out the Redwoods, as that's obviously number one, as we both already have it. I was going to say we can include them. Oh, I thought that was just going to be a unanimous number one that we just I don't know. we're going to leave off. I don't know if they'd be number one. They're definitely in my top three. Well, okay. Um, but I will let you go with your top. And obviously, there's going to be some repeats because there's only so many available to pick from. But DJ, your number one PLL rope hat. Wild for the people. But fashion is something I'm really huge on. Color blocking is something I really like to do. For those of you that may not know what color blocking is, uh, it's wearing a bunch of different colors in your clothing, but making sure that they match your shoes. And sometimes your hat, when you wear one, the best color blocking hat available out of rope hats is the Whip Snakes hat. Got to be number one. That thing is fire. That Whip's hat is gas. Um, love the colorway it's very third and secondary color vancouver grizzlies i love it um love that pick 
Um, and I agree, like fashion's huge. I'm a massive hat guy. DJ's only seen a smidgen of the hat collection. The hat collection is bananas for your boy. Um, number one for me. I'm gonna have to pull these up too, just so I can see all of them. Um, but number one for me, I think, because it is pretty much a brainchild piece, and I did say that this should be their rope hat. I gotta go chrome. Those colors just look beautiful. The black hat, great choice. Um, so I'm gonna go chrome with my first uh, pick. DJ, you're second in the top five. There is something very crisp about black, red, and white. That chaos hat is just clean. Mine's on the way. <laughs> it's just clean. That's it. That's the only way I can describe it. Clean. Yeah. Um... I'm I'm right there. Chaos is my number two as well. Um, it's just like the the red and black combo is just a beautiful thing. Whenever you see it, it's a must cop of anything. Um, so give me chaos at number two as well. You're number three, Deech. One you're not fond of because of your personal beliefs, but I think this hat is a banger. It's one I literally wouldn't wear. I get it and I put it up. Leave it there. I would have to clean it every so often to leave, make sure the dust ain't putting dirt on it. But uh, shout out to the boy Dis Dick's Tape. He's been praying for this hat to pop out, but that Atlas Rope hat is fire. White and baby blue is just one of my favorite colorways in general. And, and they did very good with that. I'll say that's not cracking my top five. I hate white hats. Just sim simply because your boy sweats. And if, if you sweat on a white hat, it looks so bad. Uh, number three for me is the ever-elusive, finally back-in-stock water dogs. Black and purple for me is in that elite echelon of colorways. It looks gorgeous. It was It's the OG PLL rope hat. Um, give me that water dogs, John, at number three. DJ, you're number four. Got to go, Chrome. Gotta go Chrome. Let's see. Um, I'm going to tap in with Whip Snakes at number four for me. Um, for all the reasons we stated earlier. That colorway is fire. The red is amazing. We've, we talk about it at nauseum talking about the NLL. There's not enough red in terms of just like lacrosse drip. Um, so give me give me that whips hat at number four. Yeah, the the red the lack of red in lacrosse actually blows my mind. Um, it's not there's no lack of it in high school or college. There's plenty of red yeah. there, but at the pro level, it it really blows my mind. There's not more red because it's such a. It's literally just chaos and whips, and I guess cannons, but they don't use it enough. Yeah. So maybe they'll pop out with a red jersey this year. We'll see. Um, also, the whips, they got the OTB teal in there. So Yeah, yeah. Shouts to which, the boys. Which we'll, we'll be cool with. I don't know if it's not necessarily the same teal now that I'm looking at it, but not nah, close enough. Close enough. 
five. You're number five. Um, water dogs, and I think I think it's just because I don't mind. Okay, I shouldn't say I don't mind purple. I pretty much despise purple. A lot of rivals. You you like, love this hat though. I do. The hat's great. I love the hat, but so many rival schools I played against are purple. It just ruins it. Um, and also putting chaos with red and then the pink Miami Vice colorway with chrome. Obviously, those black hats are going to go above the black and purple. Yeah. And then I didn't put Redwoods on there because I had already come in with the unanimous thought. I would pre-made my list, by the way. Um, I had come in with unanimous thought that Redwoods were going to go up top because since we both had one. And- All right. We'll leave Redwoods off. That's fair. So That's that fair. was that was my unanimous thought. I'm gonna come in with a wild card. You're not expecting it. I know which one. Give me Beans Lacrosse Club. Yep. Because <laughs> your boy got that hat, and it's much different than these other rope hats too, in terms of texture, in terms of design, and it's a fire hat. It, it it's like it's a color that like you always search for that color hat. If, if you're at home and you're a hat person like DJ and I are, you're always looking for that burnt orange to go with your fall colors, and it goes perfectly. I have a flannel that has the same exact orange. I love it. It's the best. I love that it's a different um, like material than these other ones. Like For lack of a better term, like the PLL row pads, which are great, it's like a harder cloth material. Where the, the beans hat is more flimsy and more like, I don't even know how to explain it. But uh, if you're on the road with us this summer, you'll see. Because I'll have multiple rope hats with me. Because it's rope hat summer, baby. Um, I think the only gripes you and I had with the overall rope hat collection is that archers should have been uh, inverted. They should have been orange. Or use that royal blue again that they have for the team official hat. Um I just don't personally like white hats. I wish Atlas was that light blue and just invert it. And instead of a white rope, have a purple rope with the light blue. That would have been cool. Um, It looks great. It's just something I wouldn't wear. Uh, Cannons, we both agreed, should have either been red. Or I also said it would have been cool if they had gray with a red rope and then blue letters. Um, But other than that, all the other hats are flawless. Like. Those three are the only ones that have gripes from me. You only had two gripes for archers and cannons. Um, everything else just looks great. It looks yeah. great. And it wasn't even like archers and cannons did anything wrong. You know, right. with their design, it was more of I personally do not like base navy blue hats. They just yes. like, that colorway doesn't look good. It's like, tough to it's tough to put into a fit. Yeah, I can because that's also what DJ and I are kind of basing like our uh, our admiration for these hats on is how does it look drip wise? Yeah, like my favorite baseball team off top will always be the Tigers. How many Tigers hats do I have? Zero. Which is shocking. You don't have the white D, but Tigers hat. I can't because it's base navy blue. It drives me nuts. But at least that goes with more like the white D. Instead of it being the, like I have the orange and navy blue Detroit hat, see, I, it's tough to match. See, I would only rock that because I would go out and get that base gray with the navy blue and orange or navy blue letters, orange trim, white trim jersey, and then that fit is true. Complete. No, you know, rock some, you know, faded or uh, faded blue jean 
ripped jeans and some nice tennis shoes, and that's a complete fit. I can work with that hat. The the base navy blue and white, it's just like the only thing I can throw on is a Nike Tech fit and some Tim's. And now I look like I'm from New York. <laughs> Bing bong. You see what I'm saying? Like I wish Archer's was inverted and like that neon orange. It would have yeah. looked so dope. Um, I think they have a neon orange hat right now. Or like I don't a dark. Know if they do. I, I like think their team hat, hat. Their team hat's that royal blue. I know they have that blue one, but for some reason I feel like I've seen an orange archer's hat. I'm gonna check this out real quick. Let's see. We're doing the people's work for your outfits this summer. So they have the oh, draft no, day hat yeah. with the orange brim. Yeah, I'm looking at like the, the official team hat. If it was that yeah. blue, it would have been so much cooler. Oh, it would have been fantastic. That's an amazing blue. I would have I, I would have been more and what I'm wondering though is if it is that blue. But it just looks bad on the website for whatever reason. True. Because what we can't say is we haven't seen any of these in person. Other Which, than to be fair, beans, redwoods, and uh, water dogs. Yeah. I will have chrome and chaos ones by next week's show. Yeah. So very excited about that. I saw that immediately. Immediately cop those two. Uh, and I will be copying Whip Snakes, which might be the only Whip Snakes merch I ever own. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely copping that that Whip Snakes hat, though. That's gonna yeah. be the first one I cop. And then a thousand percent getting the the Water Dogs. I say I'm probably just gonna get that one and the Water Dogs one before it goes out of out of stock. Stock again. Thing. Yeah, that one's probably gonna be the first one to go. That one and the Redwoods one, because the Redwoods one went out of stock quick when they yeah. picked that one up too was very happy i got the redwoods one yeah i love rope hats are back man makes me very happy as a 90s kid all the 90s trends are coming back it's the best it's the best it's the best decade i feel like i actually belong this time because i didn't <laughs> i didn't i didn't get to catch it the first time oh uh, i was swagged out when i was six years old <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the 90s kids baby oh, man. so hype Yo, the fits this summer are going to be crazy. Crazy good. Busting out them PLL shorts all the time. Oh, my God. Bro, the PLL shorts. I'm already looking at some kicks for the summer. <laughs> get ready. Definitely got to get into a van store for some kicks this summer. And if anybody's got the plug on the bots for some dunks, let me know. Facts. <laughs> Facts. If you think I'm about to set up on my computer and try and beat them bots, nah, bro, I've been trying to find some to black and yellow dunks to match all the like, just generic PLL gear. Drives me nuts. Yeah, go get it, bro. <laughs> if StockX wants to sponsor us, um, we'd love to have you. <laughs> Not nah, for real, because they'd be under attacks. Oh, and I'm too, I'm too cheap for all that. <laughs> and I'm too busy to be on my computer refreshing all the time. Man, the bots gonna beat me every time, bro. Every time, I'm owing infinity against the bots. I ain't even tried. <laughs> That's all we got for you guys this week. Make sure you're following us on the socials at OTB Laxpod on Twitter, Instagram. Follow DJ on Twitter at SCS underscore Next Great. 
Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast feeds, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Drop us your your first-round mock drafts. Drop us your PLL rope hat top fives. All that goes up. Leave do review recommendations in the podcast reviews. Do all that. Blow up our Apple Podcast reviews uh, and leave the five-star ratings on Spotify as well. And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, hit the like button. Click the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode. And, of course, leave comments down below with your PLL mock drafts, with your PL, with your PLL Ropat top fives. Um, and, like I said, do reviews. Leave them in the, the comment section. And uh, leave us your, your NLL playoff predictions in the comment section as well. We want to see what you guys think about the NLL playoffs. Big thank you to our sponsors. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use promo code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Kenwood Beer, get ready for Wings playoff season with an ice-cold Kenny in hand. KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Bino Board. Go to BinoBoard.com. Get ready for the tailgate showdowns DJ and I are bringing all summer long. BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. And use code BinoUSP for 10% off your entire order from our homies over at Bino Board. This has been episode number 220 of the allegedly award-nominated honorably mentioned and of course viewable on youtube outside the box podcast cheers to the homie drake porter for signing with cannons for my boy coach deej i'm kb and until next week we are getting the hell out of here otb nation peace peace